two dudes getting hardcore, this is Play on Arrival, a weekly video game forecast brought to you by RPGera.com. Here at Play on Arrival, we'll be running down the biggest and hottest games releasing each week, talking about the new releases we've been playing since we last spoke, and looking ahead to the most anticipated games releasing next week. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, it is Kyle. Hey, Brian, good to be here, because I want to promote my new podcast about the most oft-quoted comic book characters, Aunt May on Arrival. Aunt May on Arrival. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. That from, great uh, power. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, comes great responsibility, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds like a, a podcast that, uh, you know, Bedroth might even be into. Bedroth, Sev, I could get a couple, rope, rope a couple of folks into that one. Dave? from the media files he'd be thrilled you know what my good buddy dave he's in san diego this week at comic-con he was presenting was he presenting yeah had a had like a small presentation time about a a thesis he put together oh that's crazy was that a last minute thing just out of curiosity no no he's been like planning this i wondered if they filled with some last minute stuff because of the you know the the screen actors guild and then the um like the writers the writers guild being on strike so a lot of people ended up not appearing at Comic-Con that were supposed to be there. So I wondered if maybe it was like a last minute thing. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's been, he's like applied to go and his plan on being there. Nice. Very nice. Pretty so that's sweet, awesome. Though, yeah. yeah. That's kind of sick. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll have to check out that podcast. Kind of goes into Sev's podcast. He created last week, Dismay on Arrival. Yeah. Um, we've all been there. Yep. Yeah, all been there. Special shout out to Occam's Laser for the music you hear today during the show. Go check them out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You won't be disappointed. Please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on. It drops a quick rating and a review. Really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing. And if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. All right, man, it is time. Let's go ahead and jump into a little current conditions and talk about what we've been playing over the last week. Unfortunately for me, I even said last week on the show that I would probably be talking about Lakeburg Legacies this week. I haven't had a chance to jump in. I've I've been kind of struggling once again. I don't know that I've ever talked about it here since we switched the podcast to Play on Arrival. And I really won't get too deep into it because I feel like the people listening to Play on Arrival are basically the same audience that we had previously. So everybody knows that, uh, or at least everybody probably knows, that I do suffer from a lot of mental anxiety and panic attacks. And these last week and a half, up to two weeks, have been taking quite a toll on me. Once again, dealing with nightly anxiety and panic. And for some reason, I just haven't felt the desire to jump into anything new. Um, I was trying to push through and, you know, playing some Legend of Heroes games, right? But even this past week, I haven't made much progress into Trails to Azure, the one that I am currently playing. Um, So I don't have anything new to discuss here for current conditions just because of kind of how I've been feeling, but hopefully that'll be remedied somewhat soon. I was talking to you over the weekend and I have decided to try to make some changes and ordered a few things that I think might potentially help me make those changes to see if I can somehow manage this better because I'm not doing a good job as it is right now. 
But thankfully, you have put some time into a game that we've already talked about. But there have been some changes. And we even did a full bonus episode of BG Mania last month on this game. If you're interested in hearing us go even more in depth on that and listen to some of the music from the game. But season one started last week, I think it right. was. Right, season one just started a couple days ago. It was on Thursday, so three days ago now. Yeah, and we're talking Diablo 4 once again. Yeah, we are, because um, everybody got into Diablo 4 last month when it came out. Things kind of died down for a bit, and then boom, 10 people on my friends list were all playing Diablo all over again, and it's because season one started. And it's, you know, I think that it's kind of a hard sell for a lot of people to realize when you buy a Diablo game, a lot of the appeal of a Diablo game is you're going to play it over and over and over and you're going to keep creating characters and then you're going to create new characters and then those new characters will go away after a little while and then you're going to make new characters again and it's like you know if if this was a normal MMO that would be a really bad idea but it's not it's an ARPG and it works somehow and so what they do is they create It's never worked for me by the way I don't don't get into that model. (laughs) it's, It's not for everybody but they do make new changes new content with each of these seasons and it's not a massive amount of content but it's enough to go back and kind of see what's going on and so you start you start a seasonal character and that character you have to play until the season ends now i like playing because i'm stupid i play hardcore characters in the seasons <laughs> and i play them until they die and when a hardcore character dies they are dead for good they uh, there is a little tab in your start screen that is the hall of fallen heroes or hall of fallen legends or something like that all of your hardcore characters that have have gone the way of the dodo you can go back and look at them and see what level they made it to and what they looked like and what their names were it's kind of neat they, they make this little uh, memorial for you but um, this uh, this season just started. Uh, it started off really, really sour for a lot of people. Blizzard went in and did sweeping balance changes with every single class, and people were not a fan of these changes. I got to tell you, people were really, oh, really upset with a lot of the changes that they made. Uh, pretty much every class across the board, they reduced damage from, and they reduced surv- survivability from. And so they really just made a lot in the game more difficult difficult and some of the stuff was just kind of like quality of life downgrades so one of the thing is is when you complete a dungeon you can leave the dungeon there's a command to leave dungeon and it just takes you back to the entrance yeah that was a three second cast they increased it to five seconds uh inexplicably and nobody can nobody can put their finger on why the cast was increased to five seconds instead of three but it was and so there has been a lot of outrage about this and blizzard has actually stepped back and said okay we overreacted to some of this we are going to revert a lot of these changes because it's clear the community is not happy with how we've balanced some of this so they are walking back a lot of the changes that they made that's um, such they, a weird change to make when it you is think, like, um they nerfed that's, drop that's, rates that's for like a lot increasing the cast time of the hearthstone yeah in yes. warcraft like that's exactly what it's like actually it doesn't matter it just it's a transportation tool shit it should it's be instant a, it's quality of life that's all it is and and they made it worse and so they're they reduced the drop rates of a lot of items a lot of crafting materials which just makes things more difficult again doesn't increase the fun of the game at all it just makes it more difficult um they also released the battle pass and uh the battle oh, pass it finally came is, out okay it's okay. already out it's yep. and the battle passes will be seasonal 
so you have all season to get through the battle pass if you decide to purchase it it's ten dollars worth of coins that you get in the in-game shop and it's all cosmetic items it's nothing that you need right and it will not make any effect on the gameplay it is only cosmetics um but i i'll tell you why i'm not buying it i'm upset because they thought they were cute you know the, the Fortnite they throw currency into the battle pass and if you get through the battle pass you have enough currency to buy the next battle pass right yeah dead by daylight does that too if you buy the battle pass and you get through it you generally have enough of the currency to then buy the right. next battle pass i think everybody usually does that not everyone some people do some people don't uh blizzard threw in 666 coins like ooh it's diablo 666 <laughs> like it's cute right but now sure. i'm 334 coins short to get the next battle pass so <laughs> it's not that cute and by the way, you can't buy 334 coins. You have to buy 1,000. Yeah, so you have to buy $10 worth. Really, you didn't help anything. So you you basically have to buy two battle passes in order to have the currency to then buy one. So it's like buy two, buy two get one free. I mean, it's like buy three. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's it was a very frustrating thing. That being said, it is just a cosmetic battle pass. It does not make any difference on gameplay. You can get it if you want. If you don't, you don't, and that's it. I have not yet. <laughs> I don't know if I will. <laughs> um, but the changes that they've made to the game in terms of content, I've been enjoying so far. I like playing hardcore characters. I think it adds an element to the game that's different. I'm playing a necromancer. and um, Oh, you went necro this time. Okay. Yeah, nice. Yep. That's what I was playing as during the regular season. Yeah. I've got, I'm level 18 right now. I've already rebuilt my character like three times because I, I want to make sure that I'm building enough defensive, you know, uh, skills in order to stay alive. And I've gotten, I've cut it close a couple times. My character's almost been deleted a few times. And so... Are you still um, on your first character? Yeah. Yes, I have not died yet. Uh, nice. This is my this is my first character for season one, and uh, I have been really enjoying playing because I love the gameplay. I love playing the game, and it is a lot of fun to play. So, um, the big changes that they've made content wise, there is a new small story arc, and it, and what it does is it talks about these hearts that you get from um, elite monsters and they're called malignant malignant hearts and so sometimes when you kill an elite monster or a boss they will drop a malignant heart on the ground if you decide to collect this heart it will respawn the monster again with an extra affix on them making them more difficult and if you kill them again then you get the heart so you okay. take their heart that second time after you kill a more difficult version of them and then uh, some of the dungeons are malignant dungeons and so you can take that heart towards the end and you get there's this there's this weird tumor growing out of the ground and there are two little um like bulges coming off of it and you get to pick one and it will either say oh gosh I, I forget the the terminology for what those are called but it'll either be vicious brutal devious or wrathful and you get there's two of those in each malignant dungeon and you get to pick which one you want to fight so the vicious and, and you get the heart afterwards right so the vicious hearts are more offensive based the brutal hearts are more defensive based devious hearts are more um utility and wrathful hearts have superpowers on them so you get to kind of pick and choose what you're going to do. And, and the heart that you get after that gets to be socketed, 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 socketed into <laughs> um, jewelry, rings and amulets. So so there's malignant um, spots on rings and amulets. You get to put those hearts in there and they grant like really great effects onto your jewelry. So 
there is a point to getting these hearts. They grant you extra bonuses and stuff. It's a lot of fun. And you don't get too overpowered with them because it's only on the two rings and the amulet on your character. So you can only really wield a, a few at a time. But you get some choice to what you're getting because you have kind of a uh, really a 50% chance of getting one of your, like if you want a defensive, a brutal heart, which is the defensive, any malignant dungeon you go into, you have a chance of getting a brutal heart, a 50% a chance of getting a brutal heart. If you don't get brutal, you might get devious and wrathful. You're still getting something really good out of it. It's guaranteed gear, guaranteed, you know, rubies and gems, basically out of these dungeons, which is really nice, and they grant really cool bonuses. Uh, there's a lot of new bonuses for every class, lots of new affixes for every class, uh, and that's pretty cool. It's, you know, it's it's pretty nice, and you look forward to those things, and you can kind of go through the guides and figure out which ones you want. I'm taking all the defensive ones because I need my character to be tanky and survive as much as, possi as possible. Of course, yeah. Because survivability is is uh, not high with necromancers or with most characters in this game, to be fair. So uh, that part has been really, really fun, and everybody seems to be enjoying Enjoying that little bit of extra content that they've put in for this season. Now, once this season ends, that will go away. Those are gone. And they will introduce in season two some new mechanic, right? Some new type of dungeon or boss or type of gear that you're going to be on the hunt for and building your character with. And they'll make changes to the characters again. And, and that's kind of the fun way that you play Diablo in and out of seasons. You create a new character, try new builds, try to get this new gear, see how it works. Because playing your character and running these different builds with your characters really is one of the great joys of Diablo, I think. So I've been having a lot of fun with Diablo 4 Season 1 so far uh, until I'm inevitably level 45 and die. <laughs> and that's the thing, man. That's why I can't get into it. Especially... Now, you can play the seasons off hardcore, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, most people are. I, I can't get anybody to roll a hardcore with me, actually. I saw you over in our other Discord that we use, like, you know, for your friends and that we use for, for Warcraft and everything i saw you talking to them about hardcore and pretty much everyone told you they wouldn't be doing it <laughs> yeah all of them told me to to bite rocks but, i even um, saw quite a few of you sitting in voice chat last night i thought maybe you guys were playing together but i guess not no we weren't we were not they were all doing i don't know playing their not hardcore their softcore characters okay yeah well hey you know some people enjoy softcore more than hardcore especially in porn that i guess that's true yeah. i guess that's true <laughs> and diablo <laughs> Porn and Diablo. Porn and Diablo. It goes hand in hand. Hand in hand. Peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> Gross. I still need to finish, and I still can, right? Like, I can still, I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you don't have to roll a character in a season either. You can roll what are yes. called eternal characters. And, and that's what I think I have now, realms. right? Yeah, you have an eternal character, yes. Uh, so, and those eternal characters never die. That's that's in the name, right? They're eternal. So you can play them anytime. You go into the eternal realm. But if you want to play with people who are playing the seasonal content, you do have to roll a seasonal character. Okay, because I never finished the main story campaign Right. And if now, around. when you do finish the campaign, you have the option to skip the campaign the next time you play. So when you roll a season, when I rolled my seasonal character, I'm not doing any of the campaign quests. I'm only You're just doing, doing the like the side content. missions. Exactly. Is, yeah. And are there new side missions or no? There are. Well, there's there's seasonal missions. Oh, okay. so there there is actual like a seasonal storyline as to what these malignant hearts are and how to get them. And they send you to get a couple items. There is a storyline to it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, that's kind of cool. And then, that is cool. you know, you progress through the chapters of the season 
by completing certain tasks. And so you open up the seasonal tab and it'll say, um, you know, complete 10 cellars. And cellars are just the really, really short dungeons. And so you go to 10 cellars and it gives you some currency and some, and it marks it off. And once you do 10 of those, you go on to chapter three and it gives you more challenges to go do. Right. So that's kind of the progression of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sounds actually kind of cool. Um, it's, it's very fun and it's, it's, you know, you don't have to play every season, but every season, everyone is starting a new character and rolling a new character with new abilities and new skills and stuff. And that's what makes it fun. Are you, are you going to keep going each new season? Uh, as long as I'm having fun. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I'm having fun and I'll probably roll a hardcore character every single season. I will play it until they die and then I'll wait for the next season. That's how I, that's how I limit myself. I go until I die. Yeah. See, I can't, I can't do anything like that. That's why I was so reluctant and I, I did not end up rolling a character in hardcore Warcraft because the limited amount of time that I have to invest into these games and characters as it is, I don't want to lose that progress because that would make me feel somewhat defeated to the point that I feel like I'm just doing it for no reason. Well, and WoW is much more of a time sink than Diablo is in terms it of sure is. character. Yeah, so it sure I'm is. not ruling out starting an official hardcore WoW character yet, by the way. I, I still think I might jump into that once it's live. I don't know that anyone else from our crew has yet. They may have, no but one I don't else know. Has. No one else no one has? has? Okay. No. Yeah, and I know they were talking about it, so. Yep, not ruling it out yeah well dang man um their seasons usually last a couple months right i think it is if yeah, i remember from the, diablo I think, 3 i think about three months is kind of typical it's gonna go it says when you log in game it says this this season will be available i think it's like october 14th and then after that there will be a, a little downtime while they prep the new season and then you'll have a few months with season two and then that's that's how it will go ad infinitum until uh and you know the next expansion comes out we've got at least two expansions coming to this game correct they've announced that's what i'm more interested in is the actual main expansion content when sure, that will eventually sure. release outside of the season i don't I, again i don't usually get into any of the seasonal type content for any game granted i don't play that many games that have seasonal content uh, the closest one probably being Dead by Daylight, but I don't count their, like, in-between chapters as seasonal content. Sure. It's right. just that game, it resets your rank every month on the 13th. So that's, like, the closest I get to something that that's, is That's kind of what, it, reset what it's and like. Seasonal. If, they, yeah. if they changed up some of, like, the skills and, and perks you were using, that would be pretty close to what Diablo seasonal content is. I'm actually kind of glad they don't do that. Man, that would be a bit of a significant change if they said, okay, well, during this month, you can't use these perks. So that would be kind of interesting to see how it forced players to change and right and, <laughs> and it's nice it's nice in diablo because you have three months to get with it right? correct you got three yeah. months yeah, yeah. to kind of learn them new metas and stuff like that and and these perks don't work great with every class and so you know season one right now rogues are really high rogues are kind of the cream of the crop right now it, that may not be the case in season two and it may not be the case again until season 10 so you just you, you know things kind of come in and out of fashion in the game and it's fun to play with those new builds and new affixes and new abilities nice all right well you'll have to uh you'll have to keep us updated on your character if it eventually uh goes the way of the dodo as you said earlier right if it dies yeah. when, that, <laughs> when his name's squirt so when squirt when squirt takes the final squirt i'll, uh, yeah. I'll let everyone know when he ex when he explodes into a shower of 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 whatever he is made of <laughs> one one last squirt <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so you also 
you picked up Pikmin 4, but you have not had a chance to jump into it yet. You're number two on Thunderdome. Shows how great of a number two that was. You didn't even have time to play it over the past few days. It, well, it, it's been a busy couple of days. It's been a I weekend. Know, you know, I know. I, I'm a busy man, Brian. I got a lot of big deals cooking. Uh, yeah, but um, but no, it, it's downloaded. It's ready to go. I will have plenty of time in it by the time you and I sit down next week. Yeah, we'll have some things to say on Pikmin 4 next week. And even more so, we won't go super in-depth because you will be joining me in just a couple of weeks over on BG Mania, a video game music podcast to talk about that soundtrack and go even more depth on the gameplay once you've had more time to sink into it. So, yes, sir. But next week, hopefully with some of these changes that I am attempting to make and some of the things that I ordered that should hopefully be here. Uh, one of them already shipped out. I was telling you before we started recording that I should have probably not tomorrow, but like Tuesday or Wednesday, Hopefully I will be able to actually sit down and invest some time into Lakeburg Legacies and then maybe even a game that's coming out later this week that I also am intrigued by. So I should have at least one new game to talk about next week as well. Maybe two. Perfect. Maybe two. But I think that'll bring us then to the end of current conditions since we don't have anything else left to talk about there. So let's go ahead and jump in to the seven day forecast. we have six games this week it's not a bad week and actually there's several games on this list that i am very interested in and maybe even one or two that i think you might be interested in so let's go ahead and run down these games now it is still a light week and i think next week is even a lighter week than this week I could only find two games coming out next week, and I think a lot of that is because some of the games that were set to come out next week shifted a little bit when Baldur's Gate 3 bumped up their release date. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So um, there's only two games, really, that are worth of note coming out next week that we'll talk about here in just a little bit. But before we get to that, game number one coming this week on Tuesday to PC, PS5, and Xbox series, it's Remnant 2. Remnant 2 is the sequel to the best-selling game Remnant from the Ashes that pits survivors of humanity against new deadly creatures and godlike bosses across terrifying worlds. Play solo or co-op with two other friends to explore the depths of the unknown to stop an evil from destroying reality itself. To succeed, players will need to rely on their own skills and those of their team to overcome the toughest challenges and to stave off humanity's extinction. We talked about this, and I think you had this, I think, higher than anybody else in Thunderdome, if I'm not mistaken. I did, yeah. This is a this is a three-player co-op, tough-as-nails shooter, third-person shooter. Yes. And uh, I, I know Remnant from the Ashes was a ton of fun. Everybody loved it. This one's actually an early, or not early access, but it had an early release for people that pre-ordered it. So I've watched a little bit of it on, uh, on Twitch. A couple friends were playing it, and on Honestly, it looks great, too, and the people that have been playing it have said it's a lot of fun. Is this something you're going to jump into at some point? Ooh, there's a chance. Um, I was actually talking with uh, Robbie about it. Uh, I was going to say, is Ro are Robbie and Nick and them thinking about maybe jumping into this? Uh, they they mentioned it, and so I think if they did, I probably would. Otherwise, it's not something I would probably play by myself, but it is something I would play with them. Okay, cool. Yeah, I never actually jumped into the first Remnant. I can't imagine myself jumping into this one. However, it does look good. Like, the gameplay looks fun. The graphics look fun. The visuals are insane, right? Some of the enemies and bosses that they show oh, yeah. in some of the Beautiful. screenshots and trailers. Yeah, it's, it's insane looking. It is something that I would be intrigued by, but I can't just with everything else that I'm trying to do and 
um, still focusing primarily on the Legend of Heroes franchise for the rest of this year, at least this summer, I can't see myself jumping into this probably. It's probably one I'll skip. Game number two coming on Tuesday to PC and Nintendo Switch. Zwan Yuan Sword. Mists Beyond the Mountain. Zwan Yuan Sword Mists Beyond the Mountain is a classic turn-based RPG. Under the orders of Pepin III, the Frankish Knight Septum has embarked on a long journey to seek the invincible arts of war. Starting from the canals of beautiful Venice, the Great Knight's path has spanned the Middle East, Western regions on his way to the mystical Orient. And granted, this might sound a little rough, it's probably translated from Chinese. In his adventures, Septum has drawn into the intricate power disputes between local powers, along with the decade-spanning ambitions of the Dark Lord, Satan. Now, this is a series that I'm familiar with. If you remember, was it last year? It was either last year or the year before when I played one of these games. I actually played Zwan, Yu- Zwan Yuan Sword 7. No, I don't remember that at all. Which I played it on um, PS5 and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was called. Um, damn, I wish I remembered. But, uh, or maybe it was... Is it a spinoff? I don't really remember. But there's one that is on PS5. Let me see if I can... Sword and Fairy. Yes, Sword and Fairy was the name of it. Sword and Fairy, I, Friends yeah, Forever, or Friends Together, or something like that. Is that the, that's the same, uh, same series as this? I think so. I'm actually looking now. Um... The, the series is The Legend of Sword and Fairy. Oh, no, they are different. They are different. Okay. I thought these were... I thought The Legend of Sword and Fairy was the English translation of Zhuan Yuan's Sword. But I guess it's not. So I guess I really don't have any experience with this series. I will say looking at the game on... Um, looking at the game on Steam, right? It does kind of have a very throwback SNES style maybe even early playstation style in terms of the graphics and the way that the rpg is laid out i'm kind of intrigued by it but i don't know that it's one that i will actually pick up it looks like a fun turn-based battle system um, and i really do like a lot of these you know rpgs that explore some of the the history of china i think those games are a lot of fun um, especially because they take so many liberties with you know some of their beliefs and right, right. Majest- majestical and things like that that probably don't exist but um these games are always interesting to me i i'm actually glad to know that this is not part of the same franchise because i was actually thinking this was a re-release of an earlier game i don't know why i got these two confused (laughs) over in china i guess it's sometimes referred to as chinese paladin the series that i was thinking of so i actually thought these were the same but they're not they are not well i like that you fight satan that sounds fun yeah that's kind of cool right um it is something that i'll keep an eye on it's probably not anything that i would pick up right away or even at full price but when it goes on sale kind of reminds me art style wise of like that game that bedroth and i kind of fell in love with last year live alive in terms of like graphics and the way that things are done so I can see myself enjoying it. I just don't know when and if I will ever pick it up. 
Game number three coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Double Dragon Gaiden, Rise of the Dragons. Prepare to throw down the Double Dragon way in this fresh addition to the iconic beat-em-up franchise. It's the year 1990X, and nuclear war has devastated New York City, leaving its citizens to fight for survival as riots and crime engulf the streets. Unwilling to endure these conditions any longer, young Billy and Jimmy Lee take it upon themselves to drive the gangs out of their city. This has such a cool art style to it. Oh, dude, I love this. Yeah, Yeah, this looks so good. Uh, this is likely a Gamefly purchase for me, or not a purchase, a Gamefly rental, because I probably wouldn't play through it more than once or twice as it is, and I know these games are always very short, right? They're never yeah, lengthy. Be- Beat-em-ups are usually not more Max. than five hours, correct. So, so this is when, I'm not going to say if, when this comes to Game Pass, I will play it. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind this won't be eventually released on Game Pass. I'm actually kind of surprised that Microsoft didn't try to get it for like a day one release. But there's almost no question that it'll eventually appear on Game Pass. And at that point, yeah, I would say definitely jump into it. But I think Sev said he was going to be buying this. I myself, like I said, I will be attempting to rent it from Gamefly. If I can't get it from Gamefly, there's a chance, depending on the price, that I do pick it up. Because it is something that I want to play. Um, if it's less than like 20 bucks, I can maybe justify it for one playthrough for five hours. Sure. But if it's any more than that, I would have a hard time. So um, I will absolutely play this eventually, though. I love Double Dragon. These games are always fun. I like that Double Dragon is back, right? Like they're, they're bringing the franchise back. I think the most recent one we had was... Couldn't tell you, honestly. Um, I remember that it was like Neon, Double Dragon Neon maybe or something like that. I haven't played a Double Dragon game in probably two decades, so I have no idea. Or was it Double Dragon 4? Looks like Double Dragon 4 came out in 2017, but I thought there was a Double Dragon Neon that came out a little bit after that, but maybe that was even before. Uh, No, it was before. That came out in 2014, so I guess Double Dragon 4 was the most recent one back in 2017. And that one didn't do well. Metacritic PC version sitting at a 50, PS4 version sitting at a 49. Ooh. So it, wa- it wasn't like enjoyed by pretty much anybody. Um, IGN even gave it a 3.5 out of 10 in terms of a review score. So hopefully this one ends up being better than well, that. Well, it looks, it looks rad. This one it looks does look very rad. cool. Yeah, it looks super cool. So it's also kind of why I want to game fly it as opposed to buying it because the most recent one wasn't so great. Um, I kind of want to save the money if I can. So, But I do want to play it. I like the series. Game number four, coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, and Xbox One, The Expanse, a Telltale series. Experience the exciting universe of The Expanse like never before in Telltale's latest adventure, The Expanse, a Telltale series. Take on the role of Kamina Drummer and explore the dangerous and uncharted edges of the belt aboard the Artemis. From scavenging wrecked ships in zero-G environments to surviving a mutiny to combating fearsome pirates, you make the difficult choices and reveal Kamina Drummer's resolve in this latest Telltale adventure. And this is also just episode one. Oh, it, it is, is. going I to be yes. That. It is an episodic release. There's going to be three episodes. The episodes are going to release two weeks apart, from what I understand. So by the middle of next month, the the entire game will be released. I mean, it's Telltale. Usually they release their games episodically. 
Um, I don't have any experience with the TV show or anything like that, but I do love Telltale, right? I'm a massive fan of their games. I was a big fan of like Tales from Borderlands and The Walking Dead. Um, I think their style of game has largely appealed to me. I like that choose your own adventure style. That's why I also liked Life is Strange. But you said you weren't too into this one. Um, I mean, I tried to, I have tried to both read and watch The Expanse. I, I Leviathan Wakes is the first book in The Expanse series. I've tried to read okay, that. Okay. I couldn't get into it. And I love sci-fi. I don't know. I know one day I'll go back to it and be like, oh my gosh, this is the best show I've ever seen and love it. And, you know, it'll click at that point, but it, it never clicked with me before. But this is, this is the first like new Telltale game as they've reformed, right? Correct. Yeah. This is the, the studio that kind of came back together under the Telltale umbrella to start making these kind of games again. But I don't think it's the original Telltale team. That team ended up becoming a different studio. Right. And I can't remember what they're called, but I believe me too. But, but they released a game like last year or the year before under a different banner. Now, granted, they might have some of the same people back, but from what I understand, this Telltale is not the same Telltale, but it will be following the same formula that Telltale used to use. Well, hopefully it's good. I hope it's good. It is something I will be keeping an eye on. Um, not something I'll jump into right away if I ever do play this, and I will play it eventually. I just, so I should say when I eventually play this, I'll wait for the full game to be out instead of doing it episodically. Yeah, best that way. Yeah, absolutely. Game number five, also coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Koa and the Five Pirates of Mara. Join series favorite Koa and her friend Napopo on an action-packed journey through the world of Mara. Traverse wild islands, dodge cunning traps, and defeat the gnarliest pirate bosses in this loving tribute to classic platforming adventures. Relax and unwind, or knuckle down and challenge yourself. From newcomers to speedrunners, Koa and the Five Pirates is a buccaneering adventure for all. And I'm intrigued by this. I will tell you that. Because I did play Summer of Mara yeah, several Summer years Mara, ago when it is, came out. This is the, uh, it's in the same, I don't want to say it's a sequel, but it's in the same world as a Summer and Mara. Well, I don't know if it's a sequel or a prequel or something like that, but it even stars the same characters. Oh, yes. Like, correct. Like, like, like Koa is, is still in there. So, um, I would assume though she does look in this game. Now, granted, I don't know too much about this game, but in the images and art and all that was released looks a little bit younger. So I don't know maybe if this is a prequel. Um, maybe it could be, I wish it said somewhere. I'm surprised it doesn't. But I know it is obviously set in the the same world. Yeah, Summer of Mara, she's like a teenager, or at least like right, right. 12 or something like that. Whereas here in this one, she looks like very, you know, chibi style. So she looks like she's like six or seven years old almost. But maybe she's the same age or maybe she's older and it's just the art style that makes her look that way. Well, and also, this is not the same game as Summer and Mara. Summer and Mara is a kind of a relationship crafting type game. This is a 3D platformer. 3D platformer. Yep. Very different game. Absolutely. Very different game. Yep. And speaking of platformers, game number six coming on Friday to Nintendo Switch. Uh, Crazy that this is actually exclusive. Disney's Illusion Island. Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, and Goofy embark on a new adventure to find three magical books and save the mysterious island of Manoth. You'll meet unusual allies and dangerous foes as you play solo or with up to three friends as the Fab Four and local co-op. 
Work together as you run, jump, swim, and swing your way to victory. Experience a brand new Mickey and Friends adventure with hand-drawn animation, a fully orchestrated original score, and featuring performances from the authentic voice talents. I think this looks great, actually. I think it looks super cool. This is this one. Both you and I had this pretty high up on our Thunderdome lists. It placed way Seth higher than anybody too. thought. Yeah, it I think Sev had it pretty high as well. I think this placed at like number eleven overall or something ridiculous like that. But um, I think well, the it good looks thing is fun. I keep track now so i can check uh if i can get it to load properly here in a timely manner while we talk but it is something that i am again this is probably another game fly it placed number six overall by the way oh my gosh um i had it ranked number 24 you had it 21 sev had it 14 and sean had it 29 i just think it looks brilliant i think it looks like a yeah. really cool art style really fun levels um this is one Again, I, I won't buy it, but if I get to pick it up somehow, either really cheap or on a subscription service in some way, I will play this. Well, there's guaranteed no subscription service you'll ever play it through since it's exclusive to the Nintendo yet. Switch. Yet. <laughs> True, yet. yet, yet. But I, I highly doubt it ever happens. True. Um... I guess it could potentially get ported to like PC or Xbox or something in the future. I, again, I don't know why this game is exclusive. Um, I don't think it's published by... Yeah, it's published by Disney. So it's not published by Nintendo. So it's not like Nintendo got exclusive rights by saying, hey, we'll publish the game for you. Right. Um... So there probably is a very good chance that it will eventually appear on other platforms, maybe after a timed exclusivity period, potentially six months to a year. But I will absolutely play this again. This is going to hopefully be a Gamefly rental for me. So maybe I'll get a chance to talk about it in the next week or two. I would never play this co-op. You know, I don't have three other friends that I would sit down and, and play this with on the Switch. But it is something that I will definitely play solo. It looks like a lot of fun. I It reminds me a lot of, of Rayman. And, yeah, and more specifically like Rayman Legends. Yep. Yeah, like Rayman Legends almost. I think this game looks freaking gorgeous. And that soundtrack from what we've heard so far is phenomenal for this game. So it's uh it's forty dollars new. I'll pick this up on sale. I wanna I do wanna play this. Yeah. And this would actually be a good game for like you and your kids even. Oh yeah, that's why I would pick it up. It would be great. Yeah. Play with all three of them. I mean, who would you play as? Who would play as Minnie Mouse? Uh probably me. The none of them would, so I would take Minnie. Okay, okay. All right. Who's goofy? Oh gosh. Uh that would be Ezra, probably my oldest. My eight-year-old yeah mickey would be the my little one and the middle one would be donald he's always there you mad. go he's always mad <laughs> oh man uh yeah like i said not a bad week of games uh not nothing all. nothing major releasing this week but it is a pretty solid week for some indie releases and for you know some smaller experiences in terms of pick of the week, I'm, I'd probably go Disney Illusion Island. Yep, that's my answer. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the one that I am most interested in this week. If I didn't give it to that, I would I would lean toward Double Dragon Gaiden, but I think I'm more interested in Disney Illusion Island than I am Double Dragon Gaiden. So, I definitely am, yeah. That's, yeah. that's my pick. Yeah, my pick as well. And then looking ahead as we close out the seven-day forecast, looking ahead into the extended forecast, we have a couple release dates, only two. Like It was a very light week in terms of news as well. Nothing really happened over the last seven days. Wayfinder releases an early access on August 15th and Firewall Ultra, which I want to say, if I'm remembering correctly, Firewall Ultra is a PSVR 2 game. Yes, it is. This was announced.
announced kind of alongside PlayStation VR 2 back in the day, a first-person shooter type of a game. That will be releasing on August 24th. Probably not one that I would pick up for my PSVR 2. And, and honestly, dude, I haven't really touched my PSVR 2 in like two months almost. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. Support support for it dropped pretty fast. I know more stuff it, it will did. come out. But. Yeah, it did. I mean, granted, I knew that would be the case. I, I knew the risk being an early adopter to PlayStation VR 2. Same thing kind of happened with PlayStation VR 1. Um, eventually, there will be experiences that justify the money that I spent and I feel like I've already had a lot of cool experiences but I don't know if I've had enough experiences that justify like the 600 bucks I dropped on the damn thing but um I know eventually there will be right like I really enjoyed that beyond beyond your eyes game that I played several months back I thought that was so fucking dope uh kayak VR mirage or mirage kayak game I thought was super cool as well there's been a lot of fun things that I've played in VR but there needs to be more um, and there really hasn't been anything that's released over the last month or two that has really jumped out to me. That was like, oh, wow, this is something I need to to jump in and play immediately. So I know there will be. It's still the first year of its existence. So support in, in some of the more cooler and more immersive games will eventually drop in the next year or two. Um, and, and by that point, I don't know that there would even be a price drop for the PSVR 2 yet. I don't care that I was an early adopter, right? Like, I don't care that I spent the money that I did because I had the money to spend. But um, Firewall Ultra, again, August 24th, not a game that I'll probably play. We didn't have any delays happen this week. And we only have two games coming out of note that I picked out on all the release lists for next week. One of them is Venba, which will be dropping on Game Pass. I know you and I are pretty excited to jump into that at some point. Just yeah, because- that looks neat. We've been hearing about it for so damn long and it's, you know, kind of been shuffled around the release schedule, but it's it's kind of like a smell co- cooking game. This game. I want yeah, to it's like a cooking the, game almost. I want to smell the curry. Uh, it looks really cool. It's something that I'll definitely play. The art style looks phenomenal. Yeah. But the game that I think I'm most interested in next week and that probably most people are and probably the reason why a lot of games cleared their calendar around next week, kind of like what happened with Tears of the Kingdom when that came out, mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Baldur's yep. Gate 3 is going to be the big one. Everyone wants to have sex with a bear. Who or, doesn't? I you know, know I do. Um, or maybe a worm. sex. Yeah, sex with a worm. I know I was looking at some of the, the routes you could take. I don't think you actually can have sex with the worm, but the worm does something. Not with that attitude. Not with that attitude, I know. But uh, <laughs> give the people what they want. That that uh, article from Push Square I showed you the other day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's crazy that so many people were like flipping out about that type of thing. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think this game looks phenomenal. It is. I will probably I can say definitely jump into Baldur's Gate three next week. OK. Yeah. I, I again, I already own the game, so yeah. I've had it since it released in early access. So I'll update it. I'll jump in and I'm actually really looking forward to seeing the full story. I, I have no idea how long it's going to take me to get through because a hundred plus hours or whatever it was like 150 hours or some stupid shit like that. Um, this is not a game that I will dedicate my time to. It is a game that, Oh man, I don't, I have an hour or two to kill. Let's, let's jump in and do a little role playing in Baldur's Gate three. This, this, I could potentially not even finish this for like the first year or so. Like I could keep the same character going for that long long and never even see the end of the campaign. I don't know when I'm going to pick it up. I, I'm daunted by the bite, just how big this game is, but I know it's going to do well. Yeah, it should definitely do well. 
But those are the only two games I could find of note releasing next week. So I think, I think that'll about wrap us up for the show this week. I think we will uh, get on out of here. I don't think there's anything else we have to say unless you have anything else you saw that is worth talking about before we do. There's there's only one thing I have to say. All right, all right. You want to whip out the PP? I, I, I know where you're going you. with this one already. One I already know where I've you're going with this. You. Yeah, your your album drop that I'm sure you want to talk about. Uh, there's a few albums that have dropped. Okay. One of them I'm saving for next week. This one I think is most timely this week. It is the first track off of the highly anticipated collaboration album soundtrack for Barbie the movie. Oh, not where I thought you were going. Highly anticipated. Everybody was waiting for this. So you're you're more of a Barbie guy as opposed to an Oppenheimer guy? I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. I have seen okay. Barbie. We had a Barbie party at our house. I saw your photos <laughs> yes. yeah. you got a very nice wig by thank the way you. thank you uh-huh. it was a toupee yeah. um uh-huh. but uh but the first track on the album i think sets such a good tone for the movie it is called pink by lizzo and it is just funny and i don't think anybody could have done a song like this like lizzo did this song i think it's a lot of fun i thought the movie was a lot of fun go watch it go listen to it it's pink by lizzo This episode of Play on Arrival, a weekly video game forecast, has been brought to you by RPGera.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of which platform you're listening on. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed or following with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.